I often say that I'm from the middle of nowhere. Obviously, that's a bit of an exaggeration. What I really mean is I pretty much grew up far from any kind of art scene. I grew up in a small town, the same small town my mother and her mother all grew up in. It was in the middle of Georgia. It's a very rural country town. As a kid, I loved it. I was obsessed with being a cowboy, so running around the woods with toy guns was all I could ever dream of. And while there's a lot I didn't enjoy about that town, I am grateful for the childhood I had there. Now that I'm an adult, I often think back about how great I really had it running around the woods, fishing in the pond. It was all pretty wonderful. Even though I was born in the middle of nowhere, I was lucky enough to be born in a time of the internet. That's how I discovered art in the first place and started my art as real. And if it wasn't for the internet, I wouldn't be able to put this podcast out into the world and have listeners that are on the complete opposite side of the planet. The internet has made it where you can pretty much do anything from anywhere in the world. It's pretty incredible. This is the Myard is Real podcast, a narrative journey into the lives that shape art. I'm your host, Jacob Johnson. And in today's episode, episode 35, Bryant Portwood. Right after the break. First, I want to give everyone a quick reminder. If you enjoy this podcast at all, please don't leave me hanging. Help spread the word and tell everyone you know about the show. If you want to go a step further, it would mean the world if you could leave us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. Before we get back into the episode, I want to let you know what projects we currently have going on. Right now, we have two online exhibitions live on MyArtIsRail.com. The first is Be My Home. The second is Shooting at the Moon. You can discover more about these shows and what they mean and collect original artworks all on MyArtIsRail.com. I have also been releasing more and more limited edition art prints as of late. So if you're interested in collecting some prints and want to show your support for the podcast as well, you can do so by going and collecting some of those. Okay, back to the episode. Welcome to Act 1 of today's episode, Act 1, Who Am I? It's hard finding your place in this world. Everyone is so different and we all have our own interests and motivations, but growing up, we're always made to feel like we have to fit into some sort of mold society has built. Well, let's find out how Bryant felt trying to discover who he was. Okay, go ahead and give me a little introduction. Yeah, so my name is Bryant Portwood. I'm a figurative oil painter working out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And growing up, him and his family moved around quite a lot. Um, So I grew up most of the time in North Carolina. I say Charlotte is my hometown, but I originally grew up a little bit in Kansas City, Kansas, which was a bit of a weird experience. But I moved to Charlotte, ended up going to school in Kentucky, and then New York, where I spent a couple of years, and then came back to North Carolina. Uh, why do you say it was weird <laughs> in Kansas City? What was up there? I was very young, so my memories of it are probably a little distorted. Which I think is actually kind of fun because I like incorporating kind of a hazy, distorted quality in my works. Kansas City was nice while I was there, but looking back, it was a fairly kind of bubble city where everything was kind of contained in there. I remember vividly kind of like the neighborhood I grew up in. I remember playing in the backyard, having parties in the backyard, birthday parties, Halloween parties all of which have kind of led me to what I'm working on now. 
First, his dad would get a new job, then his mom would get a new job, and back and forth and back and forth it went, pulling the family around until they finally settled in one place. So where exactly did you finally set roots? I finally set roots in North Carolina when I was in fifth grade. Or then I mentioned I had lived in Kansas City. I had lived in Charleston. I was born in Durham, North Carolina. But when we moved to Charlotte, that's where we kind of settled down. My parents have been here ever since. My brother is probably going to live in Charlotte for a majority of his life as well. I personally don't know if I'll end up here, but everything's still in the works. As a kid, he was always drawing like most kids do, but it was never more than a way to pass the time. I'm sure him drawing as a kid comes as no surprise. But what did surprise me was his real big interest in sports, even though at the same time he was a very introverted and huge nerd. Those two things don't normally go together so well. I am extremely introverted, which I think a lot of artists are. And ironically, now my other job outside of painting is I'm a college professor. So I lecture and talk and critique all the time. But I always kept a small circle of friends. My friends were always weird. I had mentioned that I played sports, but I never really hung out with a lot of the sports kids. Instead, I like hanging out with the geeky kids. I'm a bit of a huge nerd um, where I w- I'm obsessed with Star Wars. I used to collect Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon. I still build Legos. I build Gundams and model kits. And I, I think weird people are just a little bit more interesting. When Bryant turned 18, he was getting ready to head into college he had no real clue what he wanted to do. His mom was a college professor and his dad was a doctor, so he'd always felt like he had these high expectations put upon him. So since he didn't know what to pick for his major, he just went ahead and went for business. How was your sports career going into college? It was good. As I said, I ended up going to college to play lacrosse. I ended up starting in college for three years, so sophomore through senior year. And it was always a lot of fun. It kept me active, but at the same time, I always felt a little bit like the other, just because I kind of call myself a walking contradiction where I'm athletic, I'm artistic, I'm introverted, but I can be extroverted. I'm geeky, but at the same time, very grounded. Just a weird combination. A surprising combination, that's for sure. I was a very shy kid myself growing up. By the time I got to high school, it was so bad that if I had to present in front of the class, I would get physically ill, my voice would crack, my hands would shake. At first, I did my best to avoid things that made me feel that way. I even went as far as to request to be changed to a completely different class just to avoid doing a speech, which they did let me move, and the new classes sucked, (laughs) but at least I didn't have to do a speech. But soon, I knew I had to face this fear head on if I was going to improve and make it in this world. So I told myself not to care and to embrace these feelings. I even went out of my way to present when it wasn't mandatory. And you know what? Before long, my hands stopped shaking, my voice didn't crack, and I didn't have to run to the bathroom to throw up real quick every time I had to present. Brian also wanted to face his problems of being so introverted head on. So he did something he didn't see coming, and he joined a fraternity. 
Uh, this is going to paint me in a bad light. But um, as I said, I was into sports. Uh, so lacrosse took up a majority of my time outside of class. I also joined a fraternity. I lost interest in that fairly quickly, though. I think I did that more to feel like I belonged or to feel like I used to be and still am kind of insecure, but I used to be very, very insecure. And I cared too much what other people thought about me. To be honest, it was never something I was very interested in. It was more something I thought of when I thought of stereotypical college. I'm like, okay, I'll join a fraternity. So when you got in, what do you think? At first, it was good. Um, I was pretty active in it for about a year, maybe a year and a half. I started to find out I was a little bit creative because they would make me paint like party banners on old bed sheets and stuff. And this was before I really started taking painting seriously. So that was always a lot of fun. And it did help me meet a lot of people very early on, which was good. But as I've mentioned, I like to keep a close circle of friends. So I kind of meet all these people and narrow my list down to who I really like. So did that. So did joining, do you think, help with your social anxieties? Not from that. It was an attempt to kind of get over my anxiety, shyness, and just being uncomfortable in social situations. It didn't really help. I think it actually may have set me back a little bit, but I didn't really kind of get over that until I started hanging out with more artists and talking about self-care and your mental health and kind of your own insecurities. Are you ready for more art talk? Well, strap in because we're now in Act 2. Act 2 titled, So You Like Art, Huh? Bryant discovers what art can do and might just have found his calling. Let's see how that went down. So far, Bryant has been full of surprises, but his next move didn't surprise me at all. While he didn't grow up dreaming of being an artist and constantly painting, he did have a creative urge that would soon take over. Yeah, I switched a year and a half into college. Um, I took my first drawing class at the start of sophomore year. And after I took that, I kind of added art as a minor. And then halfway through the year, I switched my major entirely to art. And I picked up art history as a minor. Gotcha. And, and was there anything else behind that decision besides just, like, did you just see the, that department and see glass blowing and think, oh, that's interesting? Maybe I'll give that a shot? So I wanted to give glass blowing a shot, but it was also because I saw how well I was doing in my drawing class and at the same time how poorly I was doing in economics. Art quickly became a place where he truly felt like he could be himself. Everything felt natural, and as soon as he learned something like a new technique, he was eager to try it out. He was excited to go to class now and be in a place where he felt like he belonged. So did you get that feeling like, this is what I'm supposed to do in life, art is what I'm supposed to be doing? I did get that feeling. I felt like I was on the right path, and this was what I wanted to pursue. But early on, I definitely was unsure of how I would use it. So at the time, I didn't know much about kind of art as career. So I didn't know 
much about using an art degree to go into illustration, animation, or any sort of creative job. And I've always kind of wanted to be a self-employed artist. Um, I wanted to have gallery shows, my work in publications. I never really wanted to work under somebody and be micromanaged. Once you started getting close to graduating, were you nervous about what you were going to do for a living? I was nervous. I always knew I wanted to go straight into grad school. That was just what I thought the logical next step would be. I wanted to get as good as I could, as fast as I could. Um, looking back, I kind of would have liked to have taken a year or two off between college and grad school. But at the same time, I'm happy with kind of the decisions I've made. And then finally, after grad school, he still had no idea what he was going to do to make money. I ended up getting a job at uh, MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art, where I basically just worked in the lobby. But I thought that would be a good gig to kind of keep me in an environment where there was art. And then I could go home and work on my own stuff. I don't think there is a clear path for any artist as to how to get to where you want to be. And I think that's kind of problematic in the way that everyone's forging their own path. And you can't always get definitive answers from people about what to do next. I think it's different for everybody. I'm from Georgia, so it's the South, Southeast, just like Bryant. I also grew up in a town with not much art going on. Going to New York to do my first art show was very surreal, and I quickly fell in love with the big city. For a while, I was going once a year. That was until COVID hit and put a stop to all that. It also put a stop to my plans to actually move there, because I finally realized I didn't want to be stuck in a tiny studio apartment with my wife and pets. Unlike me, Bryant did make that move to New York. What was living in New York like for you? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was kind of funny in that it's one of the biggest cities but yet an introvert can really thrive there i thought it was fun going around exploring doing people watching having all these museums very close and easily accessible it was just a really good opportunity for me to focus on my work but at the same time i could easily step outside distract myself for a little bit if i needed a break while he was there COVID hit of course he was stuck inside at first, kind of the museum shut down, so I was out of work. I basically sat in my apartment, had my easel set up in my kitchen living room kind of area, and I would paint while I binged anime and various TV shows. So that was like the beginning of it. It quickly started to spiral a little bit where I'm like, okay, things are getting a little repetitive here. And I could see how my anxiety was starting to get worse and worse and worse. For a long time, he had this idea that he had to be in New York if he was going to be an artist, that that was the only way. It took a while, but he finally realized that that wasn't the case anymore. Sure, it helps, but it's not mandatory. I had a few kind of professional practice workshops where they talk about the business side of art and what to do. Most of the emphasis was placed on the actual technical learning. So I feel like a lot of people left school still unsure of what to do. Um, the reason I was so hell-bent on being on in New York was because I couldn't really think of any other place where I might be successful. 
So now there's all sorts of other markets out there. You have markets out in California, Colorado, um, Chicago has always been big, Florida. And once I started to open my mind to all these other areas, I'm like, I can really just live anywhere I want to. And then I can sell work online. I can show work in various galleries across the country. I don't have to be in New York. Welcome to Act 3, The Full Circle. In our final act of today's episode, often you don't appreciate moments in life and places you visit until it's long past. While you can revisit places, you can't revisit the past. But maybe you can pull some memories out of it. How will Bryant navigate his art career now being back in his hometown? After being stuck in his tiny apartment for so long, spending way too much money trying to stay afloat, he knew he had to make a drastic change. And because he had discovered the possibility of still finding art success outside of New York, he decided to move back to North Carolina. And so when you graduated and and you started painting in your spare time and, and you wanted to become an artist, Uh, What were things you were doing to try to get your art out there? Mostly, I would just post to social media. Shortly after I started doing that, I created my own art account separate from my personal, which was has always been a good decision. And I would do kind of like pop-up shows if I had the opportunity. There was never a lot of foot traffic, and I always felt a little weird during those. Luckily, my social media platforms started to grow a lot and I get a lot of interest off of that. And that's reassured me a little bit more about the internet. I actually just started setting up a better online store on my website too. And I'm kind of working my way through figuring out the technology. Once you got back to North Carolina, what was your plan from there? Did you have say like a five-year planner or something like that? I don't necessarily have a five-year plan. I more kind of have ultimate goals of where I want to be. And I have various steps in no particular order as to how to get there. And if an opportunity comes up, I'll apply for it. I might not get it the first time, the second time, the third time. But I keep applying, keep keep Every day, or not every day, but like every week, I still have one day where I can sit down and dedicate it to researching opportunities. And I'm kind of just thinking about my art more from a professional standpoint now, where I'll have time in the studio, but I also take that time to sit down and think about things, plan, research, and prepare. Once he got back to North Carolina, he needed to make money. So he started to take on a bunch of different jobs and He even got to the point that he had so much work going on, it was hard for him to find time to paint. But he stuck it out, and he found a way. Eventually, though, he landed an amazing opportunity and was able to start teaching art himself. I got a job teaching after a couple months down here where um, they kind of needed somebody to teach drawing ASAP. They had somebody either retire or find a new job fairly soon before the semester and so i just went in had an interview did a quick demo and then i was off to the races where they basically just threw me into the fire um i didn't have a lot of time to prepare but i was lucky to have the job since then i've at least gotten more comfortable with it i have a more set kind of schedule with it and i'm also teaching painting now but i just really wanted to get my foot in the door there 
Brian had spent his time off growing up and attending school, learning, and then living in the big city trying to chase those art dreams. But it's here in the suburbs that he really started to hone in on his style and create a compelling body of work. This body of work is what he calls surrealism in suburbia. In one painting, you might see two young kids having a lightsaber duel in their living room. Or in another painting, you see an angry mob of bathrobe wearing old folks running down the street at you very angrily. And in another, we see a boy levitating in his room, being immersed in the world projected in his eyes by his VR headset. These works bring you into the mind and life of Brian and lets you see the world how he might see it. Take it from me as a kid who grew up in the middle of nowhere in the country, you feel like your whole life you can't wait to leave for the big city where there is actually something going on. But looking back, you start to realize how great you actually had it. Spending time watching cartoons, playing in the woods, and just using your imagination. While the suburbs can seem very boring to some, they also have a charm to them. And even at times, a magical charm. And how are you feeling about this new body of work? Uh, so far, so good. I haven't been this excited about a project since probably my second year of grad school. Admittedly, I think uh, I've kind of struggled to figure out what I want to paint. For the longest time, I thought every painting had to be some uh, masterpiece with some grand narrative. Everything had to be flawless. Fairly recently, I want to say I started to get over that, where during COVID especially, I kind of lost access to models, and I switched to still lifes and painting stuffed animals and quirky things. One of my weird hobbies is I collect almost everything. So I just have stashes and stashes of stuff that I would do these quick a la prima loose paintings of. When I moved back to Charlotte um, about two years ago, I finally had a studio space where I could start working big and start exploring more ideas. And I've started to bring the figure back into my work while kind of piggybacking off of all the things I learned during my experimenting phase. And I'm just really excited about the direction it's headed. I finally feel confident about it. I feel like I have a cohesive body of work in, in progress. And things all kind of line up. So now being where you're at, how are you feeling about the future? I always feel a little bit anxious about the future. Just because I'm thinking I might move in the future, I don't expect to kind of be here permanently. I want to bounce around while I still can, but I'm comfortable with kind of my work, at least for now. Yeah, teaching definitely gives me a little bit more stability, so I'm a little more confident in that, as well as I'm more confident in my social media and my website. So I'm hoping to get to a point where I can make those sales just a little bit more um, predictable. So final statement, just tell me how you feel about your actual art and uh, moving forward with it. I definitely feel confident in my current style. I think I can improve it more. I think I can play around with the brushstrokes more. Um, but at the same time, there is still some sort of insecurity. I actually think every artist has insecurity. And if you're super overconfident about your art, you're actually just lying to yourself because you're so insecure that you have to act overconfident to compensate for it. I think just presenting your work and presenting something that you poured hours of time into and your own emotions, your own thoughts, your own experiences, and just putting that out there is a vul very vulnerable thing to be doing. 
And as a result, every artist is going to be insecure because of that. Luckily, though, I am at a point where I'm finding a good balance where I'm both confident, but at the same time, a little scared to show things. If that makes any sense. Bryant was and still is an introverted person and through trial and error has put himself out there in hopes of improving his confidence. Today, Bryant now shares his paintings to over 80,000 followers on Instagram and stands up and teaches a class full of students for a living. You can go a long way if you're willing to try, if you're willing to fail and try again. Being scared is part of life, but you have to learn to manage it if you're going to achieve something. I know what it's like to put projects off for years and years out of fear of failing. But if you don't ever try, then you've already failed. Thank you for listening to yet another episode. Oh man, it's 2 a.m. right now and I'm still working on this episode. But hey, no worries. As long as it inspires at least one of you who listens, then it was all worth it. While I have you here, I want to let you know that this podcast in its current state is running on pure passion. So if you enjoy the show, please help us grow by telling everyone you know about the podcast. Leave us a review wherever you listen. And if you want to go a step further, you can head on over to MyArtIsRoll.com and collect prints and original artworks or sign up to our Patreon page at Patreon.com forward slash MyArtIsRoll. Thank you for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.